Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome back to the third and final part of this week's episode where I'm stomping with Adam Henson. So far, we've discussed mental health in farmers and running a family business while balancing his TV career. We're now going to have a chat about his new book, Two for Joy, which is being published on the 27th of October. Thank you to our sponsors this week, FitFlop. FitFlop has an uncompromising mission to empower us to move better and feel great, which, as you'll know by now, is so closely aligned with the Stompcast. I've been wearing the Vitamin FF throughout the shooting for Stompcast, and to be honest, for ages before, and they've really kept me feeling uh, supported and comfortable with their lightweight feel and contoured soles. What you might not know about FitFlop is they have an in-house biomechanist, Dr. Kim, who tests all of their shoes, sandals, trainers, and boots to make sure they align with our body's natural movement. That way we can move better and move freely. Not to mention all of their models are tested in the same labs that top performance brands use to test their shoes. So you can really trust that they're going to serve you well. If you're on the lookout for a new pair of trainers, As I said, I've been loving the Vitamin FF while recording the Stompcast or any other style of footwear. Just head to fitflop.com. I cannot recommend them high enough. I can honestly say they are my favourite pair of trainers I have ever owned. Adam, we've had a fantastic wander. We've seen seen quite a lot around here. We just wandered past some very lovely cows at the top here. They're munching away their hay. I hear there's a huge issue because of the summer and the lack of rain. We've really had a problem with the amount of grass available for, for livestock. Is, is that something you're worried about going into the winter? Yes, yeah, so we're fortunate on this farm that we made ample silage and hay. So hay is grass that grows in the summer. You cut it, it dries out, and then you bale it and put it in the shed to stop it from going mouldy. Um, silage is grass that's younger and greener, higher sugars and proteins, so higher nutritional value for the animals, um, that you make into silage. So you put it in anaerobic conditions, either inside a bag or a clamp, or we've got a great big long sausage that you can see over there called an ag bag. And that means it pickles and ferments and, and preserves it. But we've got plenty of it, and so we're okay. Although we are having the cost of feeding our animals hay and silage at the moment, whereas usually they'd be grazing grass and filling themselves up with grass that just continues to grow. On the larger beef and dairy farms around the country, particularly dairy farms, um, they ran out of grass, it just died off, you know, just all went brown and there was nothing nutritious in the, in the grass for their cattle at all. So they got straight into their fodder uh, that they would usually preserve for the winter and started feeding it in the summer. And that has and is a major problem for many farmers around the country. It's a huge issue. Well, Adam, I want to dive into talking about your new book, uh, Two for Joy. Now, uh, for everyone listening, I'll be putting a link in the the show notes and also sharing, um, when this comes out, it'll be available to buy. So I'll be sharing um, this on my stories and Instagram as well. Now, I am very interested in, in why you've written this book. 
and I and I suspect a lot of what we've talked about and you've shared already um, is the kind of the reason you can feel the passion from from what you've said. Talk me through a little bit of what the concept of this book is and and, and why you think it's actually so important, especially now in this kind of post-COVID time. Yeah, this. A lot of difficulties going on in the world, isn't there? You know, we've come through COVID. It hasn't completely gone away. You know, still people are getting ill. A lot of people suffered terribly, lost family members. We've got a, a war going on. Um, climate change is being talked about a lot and the difficulties around that. So there's a lot of pressure on us as individuals. And um, for me as a farmer and a conservationist and someone who loves the countryside, I just wanted to share a lot of the joy and pleasures I get out of being privileged and lucky enough to live on the land and work on the land and what that means to me and what it means to us as a nation and so sharing some of the stories about what spring and the seasons are about um, so there's some poetry in there uh, there's some explanations about what you can see what you might take with you if you go on a stomp and all of those sorts of things in the book that can help people really get out and absorb and enjoy the countryside and the environment around them. Is it about giving people that, you know, because I always feel from you that you're an educator, I'm allowed to say that, you educate people about the land, about nature. Is it an element of trying to, again, try and get people interested in trees and therefore out and about in, in, in wilderness as well? Because I think when you, you know, you were saying earlier on about, you know, um, the larks and, and them kind of going up and down and it just makes you want to go out and see, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I mean, I don't feel like I'm an educator, but I just love to share. And so with my work in television, the best bits are when I'm just sharing what I love. And the book is very much about that. It's all the stuff I love that my dad shared with me when I was a kid and, my, and with my three sisters and my mum that I've shared with my children. There's lots of information and research done about, you know, myths and stories and legends and sayings and all those sorts of things as well. But for someone to read it, either sitting in an armchair or take it with them when they go out and about, or you can start at the back and work to the front or work start at the front and work to the back. You know, it's a very pick up and grab book, I hope. And um, it's me sharing. I think you're gonna have to tell us one of those legends. You're gonna have to share one of the legends in the book now. I do love a good legend. So there's all the, there's lots of sayings, isn't there? Um, so if we start with some of them, you know, about the weather, for instance. Um, so ash before oak, you're in for a soak. You heard that one? Ash before oak, I have, yeah. But so I'm the ash, to think what it means. If ash. the ash trees come into leaf before the oak trees, oh. ash before oak, you're in for a soak. Oh. So oak before ash, you're in for a splash. So it's not going to rain as much. I see, I see, um, I see. So there's all those sorts of, of, of sayings, of course. You know, there's the magpie. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for girl, three for boy. Two for joy. Are you a superstitious person? Interestingly, um, I wouldn't say so, but I must be. Because every time I see a single magpie, I saluted the yeah. same morning, Mr. Magpie. <laughs> My parents do that as well. And so... Um, and also, interestingly, the robin is a wonderful little bird that has, over centuries, thousands of years, has followed pigs around as they forage through the forest and to pick up the little insects they disturb oh. and the worms, and then also people. So if you're digging your garden, often there's a robin there who's a, you know, they're, they're, they're looking out for the chance ah, to grab that juicy worm. worm so out, yeah. They're very, very friendly, lovely creatures. So often when people 
have lost a family member, they see that person in a robin. And I do that with my dad. Mm. So I lost my dad in 2015. And wherever I am, there's always a robin about. And so I'm not a superstitious person. I don't really believe in life after death. But if there was a robin on that fence looking at us now, I'd give a little nod. Uh, you know. <laughs> How do you feel about, as someone who's so in touch with nature and involved with the land and animals around you, how do you actually feel about death then? Is that something you're quite, this is very deep now, but is it something you're quite accepting of in life? Are you kind of like, do you know what, when my time on the farm's up, it's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do, yes. Um, I don't like, I, I'm frightened of dying. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't like the idea of leaving this planet because <laughs> there's so much more I want to get from it. Um, but I, I completely understand death and probably has, have done ever since I was a child um, when, you know, my dad would wring a cockerel's neck and we would eat it on a Sunday and we would, you know, have lamb off the farm or we would have a pet that died. Mm. So we might have an animal, you know, a dog that you love absolutely dearly and, and having that dog put down or it dies naturally is devastating. And I think that helps you understand loss and makes you gives you an understanding of what that feels like. Does it make you any tougher or ready for it? Not really. Hmm. Um, it just, you just have experienced it before, so ha perhaps, I'm not even sure it softens the blow. I know when I lost my parents, you know, it was absolutely devastating and comparing that to losing a dog was nothing hmm. like it. You know, it was a billion times hmm. tougher. Um, but I think that, one of the reasons I say to lots of people, it's great to have a dog or a pet, even if it's a hamster or a goldfish. It gives you the responsibility of understanding life and something to look after and that purpose. Um, but when it goes, you know you understand that too. Your book is, uh, and I wonder if when you were younger you'd ever imagine writing a book that basically, it is basically, you know, encouraging mindfulness and it's a well, in many ways, it's fundamentals of well-being. Did you think growing up that, uh, because I know a lot of farmers right now write about mental health, you know, but, and these days it's changing, but did you ever think that would be something that you would do? Because no. that's what it is, right? I mean, it, it really is giving people like the fundamentals. Um, no, no, I didn't. No, not, not in, at all, really. And I don't, to be quite honest, I don't really think of it as a book like that, but, it, but you're right, it is, I suppose. It's, it's about joy, it's about having a lovely time, it's about understanding the environment about you and celebrating that and That's celebrating all we have that is in, indeed and and i suppose when i was young and growing up and even when i was at agricultural college i, I don't think anybody used the word mindfulness yeah. health and well-being <laughs> mental illness all those things i didn't you know they just weren't on our agenda mm. and um perhaps that's part of the problem in farming today mm. that it wasn't on my generation's agenda and so for us it's a alien world and we don't understand mm. it fully and we can't quite get to grips with us, some of us. So, you know, it is important that we learn to, but... Um, do you see that difference with your children? Do you feel that the next generation is, because so much of the work that I do is trying to uh, change that shift and get rid of stigma and encourage people to, to see a parity between physical and mental health. Do, do you think that's something that's changing? Yes, uh, I, I certainly do with my children and their mates. So they'll talk about it and they'll share and it is something we discuss at home and, you know, it's on the news, it's in the press, it's, you know, it is something that is people are becoming much more open about. Um, 
do we all understand it any better? Perhaps a little bit. Um, but I think it's a, it's a very good thing that people like you and, and many others bring it to the forefront, talk about it, discuss it, because often it is about sharing. It is about just talking about it. Mm. So your, your, your book that is very much about mindfulness, what would be your takeaway? That if, someone, if you were like, do you know what, when you, when you wrote this book, when you put it together, what's the kind of statement where you're like, I am happy with that? If someone comes away with something, what would it be? Goodness me. I suppose to have an understanding that there's a wonderful world out there and it's yours for the taking and you can go with your friends and your families and you don't have to completely understand it. You can just go and experience little bits of it um, when you're ready. Now we're coming towards the end um, and I'd like to talk to you about my health fact of the week. And I do it each week. Uh, this is, oh yes, I, I like this fact. Did you know that when you blush, the inside of your stomach does too? That's because blood rushes to the skin uh, of your face, but also to the lining of your stomach. And also that Charles Darwin, uh, obviously known for his theory of evolution, was one of the very first people to study or realise that humans are the only kind of species that do blush. I had no idea. That's a fact that... Uh... <laughs> Every day's a school day. Yeah, I'm every day's something. a school day. <laughs> it's cool though, isn't it? I mean, there's, and it really, it really fascinates me as much about nature as it does humanity, and actually we are part of nature. There's so much that we don't know and don't understand. You know, like we were talking earlier on about, you know, migratory birds or how, you know, which one of the birds decides which way they're going. There's so much stuff we theorise, but we don't know. And that's what's, that's the beauty of nature, right? It is, absolutely. And... You know, I don't want to sound too deep, but, you know, we're on this planet for a very short time as individuals and possibly as a species. And everything else has been here for a lot longer than we have. And as we learn as human beings about plants, about communication of roots with trees, you know, take this dog, for example, Gwen, this sheepdog that's walking along with us. What have we learned about dogs in the last 20 years? You know, they can now smell out cancer. They can help us with mental illness as assistance dogs. Diabetes you know, as well. Diabetes, even. they can tell whether you're, whether you're going to have a fit. You know, these extraordinary things that, a, you know, a dog yeah. knows and can smell. And so there must be so much more going out there, on out there that, that we don't understand and, and don't know about it. And is that worrying? No, it's fascinating. It's the reason it's still exciting to be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the other day about like time and how long we have and every now and then you kind of focus on your own mortality in a way I don't know. Um, and I was looking this up and the Earth's been around for a couple of billion years. The human race is, has been around for hundreds of thousands-ish years. We count the years in 2022, which is actually not very long compared to that. And the average lifespan is about 70, 80 years. And people listening to that might think, oh my God, that's actually really depressing and gloomy. But actually, would you want to live forever? Surely that makes not your life insignificant, but incredibly significant because you only have such a short amount of time. Don't waste it worrying about things that don't matter or people's opinions or what they think or whatever. Live your life the best you can. Look after your family and friends, look after the environment, be kind to people. And you know what? That's a good life, isn't it? A great mantra, isn't it? Yes. Make the most of your friends and your family. Live life to the full and be kind to one another. Adam, I mean, thank you so much for having us on your farm and 
thank you, Gwen, for, for joining us for a little stomp. It's been amazing. It's been a real pleasure. And I hope you guys at home have taken so much away, and I know you will have. Make sure you go and get uh, Adam's book. As I say, I'll be linking that in the show notes, and also you can click through on my stories as well. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm really proud of you for stomping for another week. What we're trying to do here is get people out 60 minutes a week out walking for their own mental health, and it's a, it's a really, really good start. I've enjoyed my time. Have you? Absolutely, yeah, it's Thank a pleasure. You, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks once again to our sponsor this week, FitFlop. Remember, if you want to stomp in utmost comfort with shoes that are powered by science, head to fitflop.com and bag yourself a pair of supercharged footwear, whether you're shopping for men or women. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Adam Hansen, and well done for completing your stomp. You've smashed it for another week. If you enjoyed this episode, please do drop us a little review. It really helps the podcast and helps us spread the word about what we're trying to achieve. Also, please do tag me where you stomp. I love seeing on my socials when you guys tag me and I can see whereabouts in the country are, who you're with, whether you're out with your dog, your cat, or your friend, or whatever, whoever it is, let me know. Thank you so much, guys. We're so appreciative and I cannot believe how many stompers we've got on board already. Take care and goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 